Thanks for listening to a podcast from WSUM. The opinions expressed in this podcast do not reflect the views of WSUM, the University of Wisconsin-Madison, or its Board of Regents. The Madison Journal of Literary Criticism's newest edition, The Resistance Issue, was released in the beginning of December of 2023. To end off the fall semester, we asked study group members what resistance means to them, their favorite pieces from the magazine, and their favorite study group memories. But first, let's hear from one of our editors-in-chief, Rhea Dingra, on the overall creation of the magazine. Following our transition of the Madison Journal of Literary Criticism into an abolitionist study group and magazine, the fall 2023 edition set out to further expand our mission of social justice and literary critique. But before that, before I found myself co-running a magazine, I used to babysit. I took care of two lovely little boys aged two and four. I loved them both so dearly, and the job was far from easy. The younger child was a troublemaker. He was constantly questioning and pushing against authority, the sort of kid who wore gloves on his feet and socks on his hands. He laughed constantly, ran away quickly, and cried frequently. But think about all of that for a minute. Throwing a tantrum, playing the Y game, being stubborn, following suit of your siblings, hugging them, standing in solidarity with them in the timeout corner, creating chaos, telling stories, drawing on the walls, hanging upside down after being told numerous times not to, crying, kicking, screaming, laughing, pushing a bowl of cereal off a high chair, saying no, and then laughing even louder. When you hear the word resistance, I think what often comes to mind is something daunting or something violent, but the capacities for resistance aren't really all that radical. Rather, they are intrinsic within us. Resistance is all the things those two little boys did to drive me mad. It was so natural for them. It was for a way of being. It should be for all of us. Resisting is like being two, being four, asking questions, saying, I don't like this. It's not fair. This issue looks at the NHL and Atlanta's Stop Cop City movement. It showcases speculative fiction and discusses forms of identity through poetry. In creating this collaborative publication, I'm beyond grateful to our study group for their ingenuity and our staff for their dedication. I also want to note briefly that as a magazine that's about resistance, it's pertinent to briefly discuss the role of literary arts journals within a resistance movement. Unlike a protest, a magazine is not limited by the temporality um, and a publication is permanent. That being said, we're out of date the second we go to print. We're out of date as we're recording right now. There are strengths and limitations to a magazine as well. Our founding intention with this magazine was to reach more people regarding abolitionist rhetoric and featuring a wide array of voices. The purpose of this magazine has always been to distill a narrative from a tangled mess of events taking place outside of it. In regards to resistance, we hope to remember it, to capture it, and to showcase it. I believe our selective works from contributors truly embody this vision, and I'm beyond excited to share all of this creativity with you. The creation of the issue in our semester led from a whole bunch of collaborations with organizations of Sex Out Loud, PubCom, ASM Sustainability, UW Amnesty, Madison Solidarity, the University of Wisconsin Archives, Center for Campus History, and of course, student radio station WSUM 91.7. Together, we held workshops, made zines, scrapbooked, passed campus legislation, advocated for our community, made a podcast, organized, marched, and did so much more appreciative doesn't begin to cover how lucky I feel to work with these amazing groups and create spaces for abolitionist praxis within our community. Finally, before we move on to talking more about this magazine, I want to do more than simply acknowledge our team or our staff, this lovely unconventional group, the best of what the cat dragged in. As a fully student-run group and publication, our team is unpaid and nor is the publication consistently funded. 
None of us have ever had experience working in a magazine before this. This means that the lovely people I'm about to talk about didn't only create the magazine, but raise the money to print it along with so many other tasks. Everybody on this team knows that position titles are a loose formality. We all do everything. Over the last three months, we created this podcast, applied for travel grants, wrote feverishly into the middle of the night, researched, presented at student government meetings, made lesson plans, learned how to finally use a button maker, set up our first office, and spent way, way too much time together. To put it bluntly, this team puts up with a lot of madness. They have to be mad, truly, wonderfully mad to do so, and to trust us while embodying the mission of the MJLC and their actions. I'd like to thank our spectacular team this semester. Sophia Smith, John, Landis, Jonathan, Sophia Shoshko, Emily, Cree, Ella, Ray, Lacey, Carson, Aspen, Nina, and Quinn. For some of these people, it was their first semester on the staff. They were outstanding. For many, this was round three of this madness. They went above and beyond. For two, this was their last semester. Thank you. You are always welcome here. I also want to shout out my co-editor-in-chief, the lovely Miss Anna Nelson, for spending four years of insanity with me and all the hard work she's put into this. Finally, I want to thank everyone on our staff, Anna included, and the people I mentioned for the hard work they put into this podcast, Ray especially, for organizing it. I also want to thank study group members Nate, Nat, and Shelby for their effort and amazing contributions. This group of people showed up for one another constantly. They provided us with patience-free feedback when we messed up and supported one another when they needed it most. I've said it before, and I'll say it a million times again. This started as a magazine. This, we started as a staff. This mission is so much more. I love and appreciate everyone so dearly, and I'm so, so excited to share the Resistance edition of the Madison Journal of Literary Criticism with everyone. With love and gratitude, me, Rhea. One by one, we pulled study group members from the last weekly meeting of the semester into the hallway to answer some questions. Here is what they said. Uh, my name's Eric. I'm a geography and philosophy student. Um, my favorite discussion, I think, from this semester was the poetry discussion. Um, I'm a member of the study group, and so it was really uh, nice to pick, take part in. Uh, yeah, I think resistance probably to me, especially after this semester, is like saying, fuck you, I love you. Mm. You know? Because you, obviously you need both, but... My name's Cree Faber. Uh, for me, it, it reminds me a lot of what we talk about in study group and the idea of finding, uh, it sounds cheesy, finding your protest, but finding out what you can do, like what your strengths are in order to do something. It doesn't necessarily mean just marching, like that's the obvious kind of what people associate with protests, but you know, I'm able to use skills that I have as an artist and graphic designer to help put something like this magazine together, and I think just being able to do that and be able to use these skills for something that isn't just like corporate advertisements, I think is just it reinforces that idea for me. Hi, I'm Will Hicks, and what resistance means to me is, I just, well, I think resistance is a very natural thing. I think it's something you do from the moment you're born. You resist your parents, you resist your brothers, you resist the rules at school. It's something that everybody does just by themselves. And I think it's been such a politicized term as of late. You know, as resistance is something that so many people take to mean, like, activism, and, oh, you have to fight out against this. I mean, and that is what it is, but it's, it's a natural thing. It's not an unnatural thing. It's something that needs to happen for every good democracy or political system. So I think, in a short, that's what resistance means to me. Hi, my name is Srijita Patra. I am a freshman at UW. I am currently undeclared, but leaning towards journalism as a major. 
my favorite piece. I haven't read the entirety of the magazine yet, to be fair, but one piece that stood out to me that was recommended by another person was Mary Ma, which was a piece about um, a girl's mother and sort of her relationship with her over time. And to me, resistance is just sort of like the entirety of human history, to be frank, because, you know, we as humans tend to create oppressive systems and institutions for ourselves, but, you know, it's a double-edged sword because we always try to tear them down. Hi, my name is Mary, my pronouns are she, they, and um, I wrote a piece in, I'm part of a study group, but I wrote a piece in the magazine about what resistance means to me. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'm just going to talk about my, like, brainstorming process with it. So basically I was thinking about like obviously what resistance means to me and it's like I think there's a perception when you hear the word resistance you think of like resistant movements like protests, strikes, like you know those acts of movement which are totally under the definition but I also think of resistance as celebration and love too because there's so much like crap that goes on and it's just the fact that you're still able to like kind of there's a line actually I wrote about like resistance can be getting out of bed in the morning and encouraging yourself to keep going and just like kind of you know pushing against um just everything that sucks basically. Hi my name is Sophia Smith um, my pronouns are she her I'm an English and legal studies major and I'm the publishing director for the MJLC and I would like to read a little bit a little excerpt from my favorite poem. It's called The Comprehensive Guide to Falling. Like Lucifer, like Icarus, like every other sweet-faced boy who fall in love with something too, far too big from their angelic bodies. Sticky words slip off the tongue with all the grace and glory of the names that are uttered in verse and rhyme. The myth of Icarus is bullshit. That's why it's called a myth. And isn't Paradise Lost just a fiction of the Bible? Someone else came up with their stories and someone from someone else's mouth. Their stories are something spectacular and something stupid, but there's always been something beautiful in stupid stories with no meaning and all the meaning in the world. My name's Quinn. I'm one of the academic editors for the MGLC, and one of my favorite pieces that I read was from one of the other members, uh, a staff piece by Ella Olson called um, The 500 Block is Burning. And I didn't know that the Mifflin um, Street Block Party was originally a Vietnam War protest, and among other things, which she goes on about in the um, article, but one of my favorite points that she made was near the end of how obviously the Mifflin Street Block Party is looks a lot different today than it was. It's obviously not a protest, and it just goes to show about how important it is to um, read about the history and about things that we are protesting about in the history of our campus, but also recognizing that it's okay that the Mifflin Block Party doesn't have the same role as it did in the 60s, um, and recognizing the fact that resistance can show up in many different ways besides just through protests and maybe just the complete disregard of law enforcement that happens at the block party like right now, which could be seen as some form of resistance, even though it would be nice if the people that did go there recognized that it used to be a protest, but yeah.
Hi everyone, I'm Landis, and I think the piece that I had the most fun editing had to have been the Forms of Resistance spread. Um, I helped write the intro for that spread, and it really made me happy because there are a lot of different forms of resistance that we talked about this semester, and I struggled to articulate a way that ties them all together, and I was really proud with what was published, and I'm really excited that we're able to cover all these different forms of resistance. Yeah. Hello, I'm Ella, and I really enjoyed working as a staff member on the MJLC this semester, and got to look at a bunch of different like fiction pieces about resistance, and I think that my favorite piece that I edited was that of Gabrielle Watry. It was called Somehow Mother, and it is a piece that um, explores resistance as existence specifically in the case of motherhood and like domestic violence and like overcoming that and like the resilience that comes with that. Uh, I'm John Nugent and my favorite piece in this edition of the MJLC's magazine is The 500 Block is Burning by Ella Olson. Hey, I'm Emily and with the resistance issue my favorite piece about it was just building a physical magazine around so many different unique perspectives and stories and being able to give a platform that highlights those voices. Hi, my name is Aspen. Um, I have two favorite pieces in um, this issue. Um, first, I would say that The Arch by Parker Herkman himself, just because um, I love Parker Herkman as a person and I just think that his art is so beautiful and it just like, it speaks to me just because also I know him as a person. What page I, is it on? Oh, it's on page nine. And I just really see, I see him in his art. Um, and I also really enjoyed the 20-something she, her, in Manhattan on page 66. I really, like, I just think that's a, such a creative idea. Um, and seeing, seeing it, like, I guess seeing, a, like, seeing, like, an interview mm -hmm. through this format is really creative to me. Hi, I'm Sophia Shashko. I'm the outreach coordinator, and I really like when you get in silly, goofy moods during e-board meetings. Hello, I'm Lacey. I'm the poetry editor for MJLC. Um, as far as editing goes, I think my two favorites were Full Home Sistina and then either of the poems by um, Michaela Murphy, specifically, actually, the tarot spread for Mary Lakeland. I think that idea was really cool. I really liked how it all tied together. Um, and then getting back to Full Home Sistina, um, it was really cool learning something new about poetry. Because as a creative writing major, like I feel like I know a decent amount at this point, but it was really cool to learn something new. Yeah, as far as resistance goes, I think I'm really proud of this edition. I feel like we've come a long way as a group and a family. Um, and I like how we've grown as far as what we've been publishing and how much how many other things we've kind of taken under our wing, like podcasts and protesting and all that fun stuff. So yeah, just really proud of this group. Hi, I'm Sophie. Um, I think the best thing about reading this journal on resistance is like everyone's viewpoint of it and their interpretations and how that like came out in their art and their writing. And I think it's just very cool to see everyone's point of views and how they conceptualize that into something productive for themselves. With the resistance issue in full swing, MJLC members have been working nonstop over winter break to prepare for the spring 2024 issue titled Dream. Dream is the embodiment of the phrase we commonly say, asking why and dreaming of more. Until our release later this year, we'll be in our dream era, and of course, still making podcast episodes. Until then, we'll see you soon. 
Looking for more from WSUM? If you're craving some cutting-edge music, our online stream, WSUM Freeflow, is the place to go. This internet-based platform delivers the best in hyperpop, rap, punk, hip-hop, and metal 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and is home to some of our most spontaneous programming. That's WSUM Freeflow, available via WSUM.org.